you're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. Hey, Owen, this is Andre from uh, Washington. I know that um, these rallies that Trump throws distresses you very much just from your humanitarian standpoint. Um, But from the viewpoint of someone who's trained in a war, it's like you never interfere with the enemy when they're committing suicide. And the enemy will kill themselves at this rate. And the other half is going to wake up and want his head. And that's how it works out. And I can see it going on now. Things are not becoming as popular as he would like. One of these rallies, they're going to storm the goddamn stage on him. Watch. Anyway, take care, my friend, and looking forward to your show tomorrow. Bye. I I understand where you're coming from on that one. Um, Why even bother? Why even bother trying to save these anti-vax nutter butters? Like, what's the point, right? I mean, they're kind of taking themselves out. But ultimately, the perspective that I come from is I want to preserve human life at all costs, at all costs. I think human life comes before anything. I can't think of a single exception to that rule for me. I'm sure there probably is one, but still, human life above all else. Now, that being said, one more problem I had with your assessment is the idea that we're their enemies. Now, I know they view us as their enemies, but that's part of their black and white us versus them, good versus evil thinking. They have to create an enemy, and we, we're it. You know, we're the liberal leftist libtard cuckflakes that they absolutely hate and will do anything to destroy. I don't want to fall into that mindset. That's my concern. That's why I don't really view it the same way that they do. Aside from all of that, them not getting vaccinated and just kind of destroying themselves from the inside out as a result is actually pretty detrimental to our society in general. Not just to them, but it hurts all of us, particularly because they're creating breakthrough cases and they're allowing variants to mutate and flourish and things like that. That's why it concerns me. I do understand where you're coming from, though, and I appreciate the phone call. Brody McCullough, my aunt is a respiratory therapist, and she's distressed by the number of COVID cases here in Indiana, but she still won't get the vaccine. What can we do? I've tried everything. At a certain point, it's in their hands. There's nothing, you know? I fucking hate it that we can't convince these people. Like, they just want to be fools and get themselves killed for no reason. But at a certain point, what is there to do, you know? Hi, um, I'm Olivia, and I'm from Minnesota, and I have a question for you. How come people from the southern part of the U.S. are a lot more, like, extremist Christian than, like, I don't know, the northern part of the U.S.? I mean, don't get me wrong, but there are definitely a lot of, there are definitely extremists up north, but why are they, most of them are concentrated in the southern part of the U.S.? All right, thanks. Hope you have a great day. I appreciate that. There's an easy answer to that question, surprisingly, and the answer is because that's kind of how things shook out after the Civil War, 
when the Civil War was going on, there were plantations with slaves and things like that in, you know, Mississippi and Arkansas, Louisiana, just that whole entire area. Eventually, the Confederacy lost the Civil War, but the hearts and minds of the people didn't really change. It stayed the same. During the Civil War, West Virginia broke off from Virginia because most people wanted to go with the North against slavery. But there are still people in West Virginia to this very day who say the South will rise again. 150 years later or whatever it is. And they're still saying this stuff. The South will rise again. They're not even in a state that was with the South. It's the, the culture and the heritage that carried on through the generations. And you can actually look at maps and see where, like, rivers and lakes and things like that, that's where people mostly gathered. You can see most of those areas vote blue if they were near, like, a river or a lake because big populations have diversity and diversity allows people to be a little bit more open-minded and hate a little bit less. The more sparsely populated areas are stuck in their ways and aren't going to change their minds, basically. So, yeah, that's largely why. Hi, Owen. My name's Hayden from California. Um, I had a bit of a different one that I'm not sure if you actually could have an answer for, but I'm pursuing a career as a firefighter, and uh, it's a career that... I, at least in my experience, I tend to see is filled with people who are a lot more prominently conservative, prominently more religious. Um, and I was just wondering if you maybe had kind of some advice going into that kind of atmosphere, because a fire crew is supposed to be like your second family. That's always kind of been the tradition with it. And I just don't know how I'm going to be able to be comfortable with an environment like that. So I was wondering if you maybe had kind of advice, if it might be similar to dealing with a naturally conservative religious family, like a bloodborne family. So, uh, yeah, thanks. Love the show. So basically, you are trying to become a firefighter or you are a firefighter, which is largely a conservative field. But you have to be able to trust the people that you work with. That's my assessment of it. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments. I understand the problem there. I understand that you may worry about having like a QAnoner or a Trumpist nutbag working next to you, which are people who expressly hate people like us. This us versus them attitude comes out. They hate us and believe that we would be better off dead in a lot of cases. How can you trust somebody like you need to fellow firefighters when they're like that? And the answer is, I think they're perfectly trustworthy because this is almost like a, a form of nationalism, this, this group loyalty, this deep loyalty that you have. Nationalism is like this deep loyalty to your country or your state or whatever, right? Well, this is deep loyalty to your fellow firefighters, and you find the same kind of culture among police. That's why it's such a problem. With firefighters, I think that it can be a good thing, though. It's not necessarily a bad thing. 
but that means you're going to have to hide certain parts of your life and your personality if you if you really do want to be able to trust these people. Maybe don't talk about politics with them. That may be your only option in the field that would guarantee your safety when you're dealing with people that are so completely unhinged from reality, really. Uh, good luck, though. I hope things turn out okay, and I hope you find a happy medium. Maybe you can find a, a firefighting outfit like... Uh, what do you call them? Like one of the firefighting groups or whatever that don't have these completely outlandish off-the-wall beliefs. I hope for the best. Good luck with it. Next, we're going to talk about Pastor Josh Bernstein expressing distaste at the new Voting Rights Act and taking it a little too far. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. The first story I wanted to talk about is about a guy named Josh Bernstein. I don't know if you guys have heard of him before. He's not a pastor. He is a right-wing commentator, and he is off in la-la land with some of the shit he believes. He is way out there. So I wanted to introduce you to the guy and see what you guys think of him. Check out this first clip. This is from late September 2020. It is a description of how he feels about the election. Remember, this is before Biden actually won the election. Check it out. Everything, folks, is on the line. Everything. Now, I will end it with this. If God forbid they figure out how to steal this election, the only thing that's going to save this country is revolution. And trust me, it will happen. Uh, there's no question about it. And when it happens, we will have a new America. Yes, there will be blood spilled, unfortunately, but they're bringing it upon us. That's a little over the top, seems to me, right? The guy is not just talking about a, an, a Civil War II, as he put on his thumbnail here. He's endorsing it and saying, as much as I wouldn't like that, there will be blood spilled. It will happen. Just wait. We'll get to hear a few more examples of this guy actively calling for violence. So why am I talking about this guy? He had some things to say recently about the Voting Rights Act that were pretty concerning to me. Um, I wanted to take a look at that clip, which we will in a minute. But I do want to point out this guy is not a nobody. This guy was on Roku TV. He had his own Roku TV channel. He has a massive audience, a concerning sized audience. Roku TV, I believe, pulled him down recently. In the past, I don't know, year maybe? They took his channel down because he was actively endorsing and calling for violent action, which Good for Roku. Glad they made that decision. That's good news. You know, he may have had his Patreon removed too. I don't remember. But he created his own website anyways. Created a membership system where people can pay like a dollar and watch as many of his videos as they want. A dollar per month or something like that. So he's behind a paywall at this immediate moment. Last I checked. 
but he is still making it, still surviving, still making money from this whole thing, and it's extremely concerning. We have to address him as long as he's saying shit like this. Let's listen to the next video. This is August, mid-August 2021. It's his take on Afghanistan and the whole situation playing out there. If you're unaware, Biden decided to pull the troops out of Afghanistan, which is a plan that Trump had talked about doing for like a really fucking long time. Biden finally pulled the trigger, and I'm extremely glad that he decided to because I'm sick of burning through billions, trillions of dollars and people's lives over the past 20 years. I'm glad we're getting out of there. Check out his take on this. The Taliban has taken over Afghanistan because of the stolen election. Okay, wow. Uh, that's a pretty big logical leap there. I'm interested to figure out how he got there. It's just that clear. And if you voted for Biden or helped in any way, you're an enemy combatant of the United States. Boom. See, this is the same thing I was talking about earlier. Um, this good versus evil us versus them mentality you are an enemy and deserve to be a target during this civil war thing that he's been talking about this is dehumanizing dangerous language that he's using here it's extremely concerning that he's that he views things this way and that he has an audience who agrees with him and listens to it you're my enemy for sure and you're the enemy of millions of supporters of President Trump, which means ultimately that you are responsible for what is happening in the United States of America. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to like hash this out here, figure out exactly how we got from A to B. Uh, let me listen to that last sentence one more time. Means ultimately that you are responsible for what is happening in the United States of America. I'm sorry, I'm just not seeing the connection here. I I'm trying to like make sense of this logically, take logical steps, and it's just not adding up. Once again, I'm, I'm not taking my own advice. I keep saying, don't try to apply reason and logic and rationality to people who don't have it. It's, it's a, a fruitless exercise. Let's keep listening. Which means, ultimately, that you are responsible for what is happening in the United States of America. Not I. Our hands are clean. Because we did the right thing. We voted for President Trump, who won the election. You are the ones that stole it from us. My God, how long can I keep my brow furrowed like this? This is literally like, this is very uncomfortable keeping it like this. Jesus Christ. I, I, I'm cringing on the inside listening to this. It's so hard to listen to. He is, God, just so embarrassing, man. Please, just don't do it. You are the ones that stole it from us, and we will never stop fighting we will never stop trying to overturn this election, even if it kills us. And that, that is what you folks don't understand on the left. That's what you don't understand in Washington. That's what you don't understand at the FBI, the CIA, and the Department of Injustice. The resolve of the American patriots. 
No, I get it, actually. I do. I get it. This guy is a full-blown extremist, a violent extremist, in fact, not unlike the Taliban in some ways. And we should all be very concerned about the fact that people like him exist with these ass-backwards viewpoints. And not only that, he's spreading it to a gigantic fucking audience. That should be concerning to us, too. But here we are. He's still going. There's another video came out mid-August 2021 once again. This is the one that I originally wanted to watch, I believe. So let's give this clip a watch and see what he had to say for himself. The communist scumbag, Senate Majority Leader Chucky Schumer, who I can only hope one day burns in hell for even being alive because of what an evil, sick, twisted bastard he is, See, this is where this kind of mindset takes you. This us versus them mentality. This is its logical end. This kind of extremism where you don't just dislike somebody. You don't just think they're a scumbag or, or hate the fact that they're in office or whatever. You hate them. You hate that person. And you want them dead. And you want them suffering and being tortured for their, the rest of eternity is what he's saying here. That's where this takes you. People wonder why I warn against an us versus them mentality or why I try not to insult people or call people names or any of that other shit anymore. It's because this kind of mindset is the end result. This is where it will take you if you let it. Let's keep listening. Because of what an evil, sick, twisted bastard he is, tried to pass, okay, the absolutely misnamed For the People's Act, which is really For the Democrat Party's Act. So the For the People Act is actually pretty good. I've been reading a little bit about it. it it's a voting rights act, basically. Let me, let me pull it up real quick, see if I can... Uh, it's also known as H.R. 1. It's a bill in the U.S. Congress to expand voting rights, exchange campaign finance laws to reduce the influence of money in politics, ban partisan gerrymandering, and create new ethics rules for federal office holders. I could understand his argument if what it was doing was limiting what the people were allowed to do, limiting the power of the voters. That's not what's happening. It is expanding the rights of the voters and limiting what corrupt things politicians are allowed to do, like gerrymandering. When I had a civics class in high school, they talked about gerrymandering in the most dystopian, fucked up, backwards way. Like, they referred to gerrymandering as, like, the kind of thing that you see taking place in third world countries. Like, this is uh, just a part of corruption. If you see gerrymandering, then there's probably corruption around. That's how they referred to it, surprisingly, in my West Virginia high school. But here we are, and we still have gerrymandering in the U.S. today. This Voting Rights Act for the People Act, a.k.a. H.R. 1, it would ban partisan gerrymandering. I think gerrymandering, like redrawing districts, would still be okay, but you couldn't do it on partisan divides or something like that. I'm not super sure. It would change campaign finance laws to reduce the influence of money in politics. How is that limiting what people are allowed to do with their vote? This guy, Josh Bernstein, is just desperately trying to twist things around to make it appear as though his side is the side being fucked over here. Ultimately, this bill is a good thing. 
Let's keep listening to him. The Democrat Parties Act, let's face it. And they tried to do it in the middle of the night. Now, this pile of hot steaming dog shit would have federalized our elections. Now, I, I can't speak to that one. I don't actually know what he means by federalizing. I don't know if that's even accurate anyway, so I'm just going to pass over that point. Let this be a warning and a message, okay, to the fraudulent presidency, to the FBI, to the CIA, to the Department of Justice, to every swinging dick Democrat in America, and anybody else that supports this fraudulent regime, including these scumbag rhino Republicans. Okay, I don't, uh, I, I guess I fall into that category because I am a quote unquote swinging dick Democrat. I mean, I don't really identify with the, the Democratic Party exactly. I'm not a huge fan. I think it's full of corruption and money and all that other shit. But it's absolutely preferable to the evangelical party. The party of Christianity, a.k.a. Republicans, way better than that. Basically anything would be, almost, at this point. So, um, I suppose I kind of fall into that category to some degree. I, so he's giving me a message now. Let's listen. If you fall into this category or one of these categories, he's talking to you. Let's give him a listen, see what he says. If you take away our right to a free and fair election. Nobody's tried to do that. I'm just busting this up before you even get to it. You're changing the premise. That is not what HR1, aka the For the People Act, was trying to do. It was simply trying to remove money from politics, ban partisan gerrymandering, and expand voting rights. That is it. And our God-given constitutional right to be able to vote in a free and fair election, there's going to be grave consequences. Do you understand me? That ain't no threat. That's a direct promise. There will be grave consequences. And those grave consequences are not going to be on our side. I can guarantee you that. Because there are a hell of a lot more of us than there are of you. And as Rand Paul said, you can't arrest us all. Well, guess what? You can't even kill us all either. And we are willing to do whatever is necessary to protect this nation. I'll leave it at that. That's fucking concerning. That is disturbing. And something else he said, we are not in the minority, we're the majority, I think. Because there are a hell of a lot more of us than there are of you. Yeah, that, that's the line I was looking for. Um, that's inaccurate. I don't, I don't believe so. The majority is made up of centrists, moderates, and people to the left on the political spectrum. The people who are hard right, like this guy is right here, they don't make up the majority. They are loud and obnoxious and do their absolute best to give you the impression that they are the majority, but they're not. That's why Biden won, ultimately, because people like this guy right here are in the minority. Of course, he seems to be under the impression that Trump won. I wonder how many votes he believes Trump got. I mean, depending on how extreme you are, that number can vary a lot. Trump actually got 74 million votes. Okay, 74 million. And Biden got 81.3 million, basically. That only adds up to a total of, what, 150 million, roughly, somewhere in that vicinity? That's how many active voters there were in the U.S., roughly 150 million. So every vote that you give to Trump, you have to take 
from Biden. If you believe Trump got 120 million votes, again, people out there believe this shit. Then you believe Biden got 30 million. This is off the wall, batshit crazy. There are people out there who genuinely believe Trump won all 50 states, including California, except for one, except for one state. I haven't seen anybody specify which state he lost. I guess they wanted to give Biden just one state at least to make it look like they're reasonable. These people are unhinged from reality. Not only are they unhinged from reality, completely out of touch, they're violent. We should be concerned about people like this guy. Next, we're going to talk about Pastor Shane Vaughn saying it's a sin to accept climate change. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. The next story I wanted to talk about is about a pastor named Shane Vaughn. The title of the article is Shane Vaughn Says It's a Sin to Believe in Climate Change. This is on rightwingwatch.org, written by Kyle Mantilla. So let's give it a read and see what it says. Right-wing pastor Shane Vaughn streamed a video last Thursday in which he declared that it's a sin for Christians to care about climate change, alleging that nothing humans can do can affect the climate, and that environmental disasters are God's judgment for sin. Vaughn asserted that those who care about climate change have been deceived by Satan as he blasted climate scientists as demonic demons from the cesspools of the abyss of hell. For context, this video came out in mid-August 2021. Let's watch. Climate change is not scientific. It is a religion. Once again, oh my God, I just fucking covered a story earlier of another pastor slandering some movement he doesn't like as a religion, using religion as a bludgeon, like religion is a bad thing. That's how he's framing it right now. How can they do this in good conscience? It's because it's not their religion. That's the problem. Oh, they fucking hate religion. They hate religion a lot. I don't even hate religion. I don't, certainly I don't hate any religious people by any stretch of the imagination. But these people can't fucking stand religion or religious people unless it's their specific brand of religion. Let's keep watching. It is an anti-Christ religion that has taken over the minds of the world. They really want you to feel like a heretic if you accept the science on this. People brand science as a religion. They brand evolution as a religion. Now they're branding climate change as a religion. Give me a fucking break. Where does this end, really? Is anything you don't like a religion? In today's lesson, I'm going to prove to you from God's word that it is a sin to believe in the ideology and the religion of climate change. Okay, well, what he's doing here, he's setting up some premises, okay? Hang on. He's setting up some premises. Basically, what he's doing, he, here's the logical path this guy's taking. Again, I know 
I'm trying to apply logic and reason to somebody that doesn't have any, but just bear with me, okay? Let's set this up as a syllogism. We're starting up here. God doesn't want you to worship anybody except for him. Climate change is a religion. Therefore, accepting climate change is a sin because you're engaging in false religion. That's the syllogism that we're setting up here. Two premises, one conclusion. I guess I can accept the premise that God doesn't want you worshiping anybody but him. I can see that from the Bible, and I'd be willing to bet those are the verses that he's going to point out to us. But the idea that, that climate change is a religion just because you don't like it is absolutely absurd. Let's keep listening. They present this like it's irrefutable. It is. And every single person on earth, nearly every single person, falls for it. Do you know why? Revelations 12 and 9. Satan has deceived the whole world. If you believe that mankind is causing climate change, you're deceived. If you believe that mankind is causing climate change, then you're deceived by Satan. Interesting. Let's keep listening. Do you know that the American West is withering as I speak to you right now? California is withering. Have you seen the levels of the lakes there? Yeah, that's a good point. How does he address that shit? You can see the effects of climate change plainly right in front of your eyes. We've been writing about climate change since like the fucking 1800s. People have known about climate change being a problem since we started pumping carbon into the atmosphere. There are old newspapers, no joke, from the 1800s, early 1900s, like 1918, talking about how this will be a problem one day in the next, you know, 50, 100 years, 200 years. They had no idea, really. Um, it's a problem now. Why is this so hard to accept? Well, he's going to tell us in a second. The levels of the lakes there? Have you been noted? Do you see the withering? Folks, wake up, America. God causes these conditions. And listen what he said. God says in this verse, he controls the rain, the droughts, the famines, the floods. Well, do you know why we want to believe that climate change does this? It gives us the power. You scientists from the pits of hell, how dare you take from Yahweh the sovereign right over the weather that he alone claims and he alone controls, you demonic demons from the cesspools of the abyss of hell. Right. Demonic demons? That's weird. Uh, I thought demons were demonic by default. I didn't know that that was like a, a characteristic or an attribute that they could take on, an additional attribute. Very interesting. I'm learning a lot from this pastor. Obviously, dude's going way fucking overboard with this. Um, his argument now is God is the only one that can change the weather, so this must be intentional. Anything you see happening right now in the world, as far as climate change goes, it's intentional and it's happening because God wants it to happen. Apparently nothing happens without God's say-so. So I guess God does want all of those children, like what, 9 million children per year or something to starve to death in Africa, right? He wants that, doesn't he? Because it's happening and God can control whatever he wants. So he must be making that happen. Let me fact check myself on that real quick and see exactly how many people die from starvation. Yeah, 9 million people. 
That's correct. About 9 million people die of hunger and hunger-related diseases every year. That's a 2017 estimate. That's intentional on God's part? Like, he's he's actively making that happen because that's how he wants it to be? That's the logical conclusion that I'm getting from the argument this guy's presenting to us here. The world is what it is because God wants it that way. So that was the end of that clip. But there's another clip by this guy. Came out mid-August, same as the last one. So I wanted to give this one a watch and see what this guy's opinions were on Afghanistan. Check this out. Biden and Pelosi should be court-martialed. They should be held up for high treason against the sovereignty of the United States of America. And they should read the name of every dead soldier in Afghanistan and know that what they have done has trampled on the blood of those dead soldiers. And what is it that they've done that he didn't like? Because Donald Trump was actively planning on pulling troops out of Afghanistan exactly the same way that Biden did like six months ago. And here we are. He didn't do it. Thanks, Trump, for not doing it. I appreciate that. Biden had to. So uh, which thing did Biden do that you didn't like? Because that was Trump's plan originally. Oh, and by the way, what's Nancy Pelosi's involvement in this? Did she, am I missing some involvement? I mean, it's possible Pelosi was involved in some way. I just didn't know about it. I thought this whole thing was kind of being run by Biden. Is he just throwing Pelosi's name in there because he doesn't fucking like her or what? They should all be impeached today and our president returned to restore our nation to greatness. They're treasonous. They're traitors. Wait, return the country to greatness? Or our nation to greatness. I thought Trump did that. Didn't he spend four fucking years doing that? Let me tell you a little secret here, uh, Shane. When Trump got elected into office in 2016, guess who controlled the Senate? Republicans. Guess who controlled the House of Representatives? Republicans. Guess who controlled the Supreme Court after Donald Trump put his people on? Republicans. Guess who controlled the presidency? Republicans. Guess who controlled the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, everybody? Because Trump appoints those people. Republicans. Republicans controlled every branch of the U.S. government. Every branch. After four years in office, if the U.S. didn't look exactly how Donald Trump or the Republican Party wanted it to look, it's your fault. We are six months out now. The Democrats have had partial power, partial power over the U.S. government for six months. Why does it suddenly need to be remade? If they wanted changes done, they could have done it in those entire four years. He's just looking for excuses to hate people. To restore our nation to greatness. They're treasonous. They're traitors. My God, I wish somebody would send out a mean tweet today. I wish somebody would send out a Trump, a Trumpian tweet that was mean and just keep our soldiers' legacy alive in Afghanistan. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Mean tweets keep our soldiers' legacy alive? This is news to me. A Trumpian tweet that was mean and just keep our soldiers' legacy alive in Afghanistan. 
You guys remember that book, 1984, by George Orwell? I don't like to compare things to this very often, but there's a character in that book. It's been forever since I've read it, so bear with me here. The narrator in the book said something to the effect of the character didn't have a single thought in her head except state propaganda. Only what the state wanted her to think only what the the party wanted her to think or whatever else i don't remember exactly maybe somebody can quote it for me below that is what i think when i hear this guy talk that's what i think when i hear a lot of these people talk they're just parroting party propaganda and that's it it's just party propaganda from beginning to end it's like their heads are completely empty and vacuous of any unique thoughts of their own, except for the ones who are actually creating the narratives. Like Tucker Carlson, he parrots a lot of stuff, but he comes up with his own arguments. He comes up with the narrative and forms it out on his own. So pe pretty much the only people with unique thoughts are people creating those unique thoughts for the people under them. It's disturbing to see... The, the, the progress that's being made by the far-right extremist organizations. Next, we're going to talk about Matt Staver of Liberty Council's long rant about how the vaccine has tracking mechanisms in it. Give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. The next article I wanted to talk about is titled Christian MAGA Cultist COVID Vaccines Prevent People from Procreating. This story is written by Hemant Mehta on the Friendly Atheist website, and it's about a guy named Matt Staver. He's from an organization called Liberty Council. It's an extreme far-right organization. Guy is giga-religious. And that's not the only weird thing he had to say about the vaccine. He also says that there are tracking mechanisms in it, quote-unquote. Uh, I guess he means microchips. I mean, that's the kind of shit conspiracy theorists been saying since like the 90s. So it's kind of weird. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Watch the clips. See what he had to say for himself. Let's read this article and see what it has to say. The Christian right legal group Liberty Council is basically transformed from an anti-LGBTQ organization to a mouthpiece for faith-based misinformation about COVID, with founder Matt Staver using his platform to spread conspiracies that make Mike Lindell look halfway sane. Surprising, I know. How is that even possible? I just released a video about Lindell the other day. Over the past couple weeks, he's promoted the lie that there's poisonous graphene oxide in the vaccines, which absolutely is not true. It's not on the list anywhere. It's completely fabricated. Supported the idea that getting the shot violates the Nuremberg Code and claimed, with faulty citations, that the side effects of the vaccine are significant. He's only getting worse because conservative Christians refuse to call out his lies. During a live stream on Wednesday, Staver rattled off a long list of COVID lies in an attempt to discourage Christians from getting vaccinated. Let's watch the clips. I have two of them. One of the videos is the one that Hemet is referring to here, and the other one is separate from it. But let's start with this clip here and watch, see what he had to say for himself. 
And we began to realize that there had been a global effort to vaccinate everybody on the planet. Sounds like a innocuous, a good uh, altruistic motive where they want to make people quote healthy close I you know it's not altruistic um, altruism means there's no motivating factor behind it necessarily you're just doing it for the good of humanity right getting everybody vaccinated helps the country it helps us succeed it's not altruism that's driving this it's trying to succeed that's driving this I would rather this is a motivation there will always be a motivation when you're dealing with the government. There's always going to be some motivation behind it. Hopefully that motivation is good and positive. In this case, it is with the vaccine. They want to move the country forward and improve and make money and fix the economy and better the country all the way around. Make people, quote, healthy, close quote. But in reality, what is involved in this is a depopulation, a population control to reduce the population of the planet and to control everyone and to do it by force and to have a tracking mechanism to determine whether or not you've had one of these particular injections. Wow, dude. Okay, so the guy is saying a tracking mechanism to tell if we've had the injections. I guess I misunderstood when I watched the video. I suppose what the guy is saying is a tracking mechanism to make sure that we've received the vaccine versus a tracking mechanism to follow us from place to place, you know, like cell phones do, like they've been doing for fucking decades now. But in fairness, by saying tracking mechanism at all, he is dog whistling to that subset of the population who does believe that there's a tracking element to this whole thing. So I'm, I'm not giving him a pass on that one. I'm, I'm holding him to it. That's ridiculous. So this is not just about COVID. COVID is being used as a mechanism for a bigger global agenda. How does he know all this? How did he come across all of this information? Is there any evidence at all that this is what like the government or whatever wants? I mean, this is a government agenda, right? The government wants to depopulate the planet or whatever the fuck? Why would the government want that? Why would any government want that? That damages their economy. China's birth rates were way, way down recently. And as a result, they opened it up so that more people could have kids. Because if the future generation isn't bigger than the previous generation, there won't be enough people to fill the job market. They need more people to fill the job market and keep their economy growing. It is in the government's best interests to keep a healthy population alive, or at least to keep them alive. It's in their best interests economically and otherwise. I find it completely fucking bizarre that this guy went down the weird tracking mechanism slash depopulation rabbit hole this is not a nobody guys this guy is from liberty council this guy is matt staver he's a big fucking deal that's why we're even talking about him in the first place but there's another clip that goes with this let's give this one a watch this one came out around the same time same interview i had two women coming to me coming to my wife actually and they said you know what um i i don't have the shot but I just visited my, my relatives and I stayed the weekend with them. And now I have two cycles a month. I've never had that. And, and we've had that with two women in our office. That's completely made up. That is not true in any way, shape or form. That's nonsense. 
if you've never had the shot, you're not being affected by the shot. Vaccine shedding has been debunked a billion times over, but I keep hearing about it from people like this, from people like Deanna Lorraine and others, Stu Peters, One American News Network, Newsmax, and to a lesser extent now anyways, Fox News, have been spreading this vaccine shedding nonsense. It's not true. It's not based in reality. It's nonsense. Women in our office, same thing. And then other people. So then I started putting this out. And I've talked to doctors and they're seeing it in their practice. No, they're not. Doctors are not seeing vaccine shedding. That's just completely fucking made up. And so what we found was uh, a woman who, for example, hasn't had the shot, but her husband did. But she's now sleeping, you know, in the bed with her husband, not having any uh, intercourse. They're, they're older people and they just, just are sleeping together. But now she's starting postmenopausal having bleeding. No, this just shows me he doesn't understand how the human body works, really. At the most basic level, he doesn't understand how the human body works. That's just such a load of nonsense. I, I don't even know where to start with it. Should I give him a basic sex ed 101 class? Like, should I just sit here and explain this to him? Is it worth the time? We have people that are nine months post-menopause, nine months post-menses. They haven't had a cycle in nine years, nine years. You know, just coming up with this right off the top of his head. Interesting. So is there any kind of scientific study that we can vet about this? Or is this just anecdote after anecdote uh, with unnamed people that you're not going to reveal to the public for unknown reasons? Are you going to give us the information we need so that we can do actual studies on this? Or are you just going to say that we're lying and you're the one telling the truth and we should just believe you? This lady now no longer sleeps in the same room with her husband because every time she does, she bleeds. We've, we've seen multiple women who are post-mensis start to have bleeding in cycles. We've seen young women. Uh, I've had young girls that have gone with us on our covenant journey trip. They're having... Uh, multiple bleeding. I have a, a great niece. She's had a cycle that's gone on for now almost eight weeks and it doesn't stop. Claiming that this is the result of being around somebody who was vaccinated is obnoxious. It's misinformation and it's fucking disgusting what he's doing here. It's disturbing that he's getting on here and he is so desperate to scare people away from taking the vaccine that he is willing to outright lie. None of this is true. If he genuinely believes that what he's saying is true, then the other people in his life lied to him. I've heard of weird reproductive situations after the vaccine, not sterilization, just giving people a weird cycle one time and then they move on with their lives because their immune system is processing the vaccine which is expected, that's in the side effects. That's not what he's describing here. That's not what's happening. He is describing physiologically impossible things and claiming that he sees it every day. This is just in the menstrual cycle. I've had people who've had very, uh, and these are all non-vaccinated people. They have been around them and right after coming away from them, family members, or at work. I have people who they say they go to work and they bleed at work. They come home and they don't bleed. This is so completely outlandishly ridiculous. I honestly don't even know how to address it.
It's sad that this guy fell into this conspiracy theory and and hates the vaccine so much he is willing to lie to convince people not to take it. Let's read the article by Hemant Mehta, see what he had to say. During a live stream on Wednesday, Staver rattled off a long list of COVID lies in an attempt to discourage Christians from getting vaccinated. Those lies included the COVID vaccine is designed to depopulate the planet. The COVID vaccines include a tracking mechanism. Bill Gates wasn't vaccinated. He was. The COVID vaccines are meant to affect your reproduction and prevent people from procreating. Why would any government do that? It's in the best interest of the government to have more people in the next generation. Uh, this is back to Hemant Mehta. Those are all lies. Staver is either purposely spreading misinformation in order to hurt people, or he's too dumb to realize he's gone down a COVID rabbit hole of lies. Whatever the case, this also means that no one in his life circle has the courage or influence to stop him from doing all this damage. Unfortunately, he's built up an audience of gullible, hateful, conservative Christians who followed his lead when it meant hurting LGBTQ people and who may now follow him right off a COVID cliff. As many commenters online have noted, you know what also gets in the way of procreation? Death. Good point. There's all kinds of solid information about the COVID vaccine and the side effects and how, how common they are and all kinds of shit. There are also data sheets showing us how common side effects are with COVID. Unequivocally, without question, the vaccine is safer and better than COVID itself. There's no doubt about that fact. You can look at the spreadsheets yourself. You can look at the data yourself. And this guy is out here desperately doing everything he can to get people killed. He should be ashamed of himself. I don't know how he sleeps at night. In reality, the guy probably believes his own lies. The best liars usually do. And he probably thinks he's doing the right thing. Because for the most part, by and large... Everybody is a hero of their own story. They believe they're doing the right thing, for the most part. He's just terribly, horrifically wrong. Thank you guys for coming and giving this a listen, and I will talk to you next week. If you like what I do and you want to make sure I can continue to do it, you can support me in a few ways. First, you can support me on Patreon. That's probably the best way. But if you want to get something back for your support, you can check out my Teespring. I sell all kinds of shirts and stickers and stuff on there. Second, you can support me by checking out my Etsy store. I sell 3D printed stands for every system from the original Nintendo to the Xbox One. And finally, if you want to support me in other ways, you can check me out on my other channels. I have the podcast channel, which is where I talk about whatever's on my mind. Politics, social issues whatever. You can also find it everywhere podcasts can be found. Or you can check out the videos on my main channel where I focus on destructive cults. As it is with most channels these days, I rely on the support of viewers like you to keep my channel alive, so sharing my work is extremely helpful. Anyways, check me out in all those places if you haven't already. Thanks for listening, guys.